I looked around the newly decorated choir room. I knew in my heart that miracles were real and Christmas was the best time to ask for one. In the grand scheme of things, the destruction of a single apartment building might not seem like a big deal, but to the 12 families who lived there, it was everything. Kate, Trinity said from her place near the window. Yes, Trinity. I tried to smile so the kids wouldn't pick up on my despair. There's a big beige and white cat looking in the window at me. I think he wants in. I know animals aren't allowed in the church building, but it's snowing and he looks cold. I walked across the room and opened the door. In walked a large cat with a collar around its neck. I bent down, looked at the name tag. It read Ebenezer. I smiled as I realized we just found the help we need to make our miracle happen. It's time to curl up with a good book. This is the Son of a Librarian podcast with your host, Stephen Orth. Welcome to my library. There's plenty of seating, so make yourself comfortable and let's talk books. The Cat of Christmas Past was published in November of 2015 and is the sixth book in the Whales and Tales series by Kathy Daly. There are two other books in the same theme of Cats of Christmas. As far as the Whales and Tales series, I have not read any of the other books in the series, so I had no previous exposure to the characters or settings in that series, and I do not know if they tie into this book or story. However, I feel that I was not missing any details, and I feel that this book stands on its own merit. Sometimes when you pick up a book mid-series, you are a bit lost because you just don't know the backstory. Having not read anything on either side of this book in the series, I cannot say that the rest of the Whales and Tales series is the same way. Cat of Christmas Past is offered in the genre of cozy mystery. I would add that there is a hint of paranormal flair to it as well. You see the title and you start to read it, and you think that it is just going to be another telling of the Christmas Carol. That's what I thought, at least for the first couple of chapters. Obviously, the story takes place at Christmas time. It is set in a small community on Madrona Island. Kate, Caitlin Hart, our primary character for this story, and it opens with her getting the local kids ready for the annual Christmas performances. When it turns out that some of the children haven't shown up for rehearsal, we find out that residents of a local, run-down, low-rent apartment building have all received eviction notices and could find themselves out on the street for the holidays. Of course, this news is heartbreaking for Kate, the kids, and Kate's boyfriend. Kate wants to help out her neighbors, but doesn't know how. And that is when Ebenezer the cat shows up, and Kate knows that not only will she try to help, but that she is meant to. The apartment building that is at the center of the story is owned by the book's Scrooge-like character, Balthazar Pottage. So Kate must find a way not only to talk with this reclusive old man, but to try and get him to change his mind about his plans for the apartment building. And this is the first time in this story that Ebenezer lends a helping paw to Kate and gets her in the same room as Mr. Pottage. He agrees to reconsider his plans for the apartment if Kate can solve a mystery for him. The 20-year-old case of who kidnapped his son. She only has a few weeks until the deadline. Can she do it? Even with the help of her family, friends, and of course Ebenezer, this looks like a daunting task, 
but everyone is hoping for a Christmas miracle. I'll be right back with my final thoughts. And now for my final thoughts about the cat of Christmas past. So Christmas was approaching and I was looking for a seasonal book for the podcast. I did a search on Amazon and found this book. Looking at the title and a little bit of the summary, I thought it was going to be very much along the lines of A Christmas Carol, but I found that I was wrong in that assumption. There may be some hints, but I feel that it is very far removed from that classic tale. For me, this was a fun departure from my normal reading in epic fantasy and sci-fi. Now, I will say that I did not find the mystery aspect of the story to be all that deep. Maybe I watched too much Scooby-Doo growing up, but about a third of the way into the book, I had it figured out at least in the broad strokes. And the finer details became clear for me long before they did for Kate. But it was still a very good read, and I wanted to finish it, A, to make sure that I was correct, and B, to see how it all resolved in the end. While I would classify this as a good book for any age, teen and up, there are some items to consider. There's no strong language and no graphic sex, just some mild cuddling. However, there is teen pregnancy in the story, and there's also a plot point involving a traffic accident resulting in death. The biggest concerns would be that if you have trouble dealing with abandonment, as that is the feeling that I got with Mr. Pottage, as well as some issues of domestic mental oppression. While these are only minor plot points, they are things that are talked about in the book, and some people may be sensitive to the issues. The season may be cold, but this book will likely warm your heart. I highly recommend it for lovers of all mysteries. Thank you for listening to Son of a Librarian. If you are interested in reading today's book yourself, you can find a link to purchase a copy in the show notes. If you want to follow me on social media, I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Soul Podcast. That's S-O-A-L Podcast. All of my links can be found on my Linktree page, Son of a Librarian. That would be Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Son of a Librarian. If you like the show, I hope that you will take a few moments to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. So until next time, I'll see you among the shelves. <laughs>